Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Sierbcast. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. It is December 8th, I believe. I could be totally wrong. December 9th. 9th. I wrote the podcast on December 8th, and that is what is important. It, that's it, right. It's all scripted. But time, yeah. t- time doesn't exist, so it doesn't oh, matter what the date is. It's just a figment. Yep. This is episode 99, and on this episode, we're going to party like it's 99. I'm joined today by my wonderful friends and co-host, because last time, I totally left him for last. This yeah. time, we'll do him first. <laughs> Zachary Gilbert, how are you, sir? Not too bad. Um, yourself? Pretty good. That's good. Rose? Hey, everyone. What's up? uh sups up i think is the appropriate response yes, to that it is and and i am here as well yes. patrick i don't know who you are yeah, get out of this podcast i forget my name sometimes yes on this week's podcast we'll be talking about the demise of one co- uh, company called pebble you may have heard of them and also essay rumors let's jump to the music and when we're back we'll jump right into the topics Welcome back. Um, so, if you hadn't heard the news, Pebble is done. Um, Patrick, you are one who is, let's to put it lightly, uh, a Pebble fanboy. Yeah, yeah that's me. Uh, um, so, do you want to run us through what happened? Yeah. Um, so, there's been rumors swirling, I guess, for a couple months mm-hmm. uh, that Pebble was going to be acquired. A bunch of different companies were named. Um, but, in the end... Mm-hmm. turned out that Fitbit is buying Pebble, mm-hmm. um, but not actually buying the company, more sort of just buying Fitbit's spare parts. Uh, the rumor is... Pebble spare parts. Yeah, Pebble spare parts. They went Google on them and yeah. shut them down. Yeah. Yes. They, they're basically shutting them down, um, and, and the Pebble brand likely will not live on, and they are hiring a bunch of Pebble engineers and also likely taking their software assets. Mm-hmm. Um so that's the story as it stands right now. We don't know. There's a lot of questions that are still unanswered. Like we don't know how much longer Pebble's app store is going to be operational. Mm-hmm. We do know that Pebble is no longer manufacturing smartwatches mm-hmm. and that they are not releasing the Pebble Time 2 or the Pebble Core, core. Yeah, uh, which makes me very sad. Well, a lot of people are excited about the Core, right? Because it was the, you know, possibly the first device to bring Amazon Alexa to Canada. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't well, now that's that not happening. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think there is another uh there's another Kickstarter smartwatch that is yeah. doing the yeah. same, but I can't remember and, the name. And it's crazy too cuz like I'm just looking at the stats here like Pebble was the highest funded. The original Pebble mm-hmm. when it first came out back in 2012 was the highest funded at the time. At the time. Only to be broken. Who do itself. you know what the highest one is now? They, Pebble again. Yeah, Pebble they broke beat it. Okay. Yeah, Pebble yeah. Oh, highest funded Kickstarter project in the platform's history. Ten million dollars, seventy thousand backers. It was like this sort of Kickstarter darling story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember at the time, uh, I was working at Canada.com, and mm-hmm. my editor William Wolf Wiley, uh, like pre-ordered it, yes. got got it right away. Um, and then he convinced me to get one, uh, probably a couple months later when the price went down a little bit. Right. And what's interesting, I remember uh, Paul Graham, who is the founder of Y Combinator. Um, PG, as they like to call him, uh, at the time, I think it was the Pebble Time, when the Pebble Time, uh, so the biggest, the subsequent biggest Kickstarter, I think uh, their Kickstarter campaign coincided, or it did coincide with the announcement of the Apple Watch. Yeah. And uh, he was tweeting how as soon as uh, he asked, he had asked uh, Eric uh, Mijikovsky, the uh, founder and former CEO now of Pebble, um, you know, what had the announcement of the Apple Watch done for your Kickstarter? And he said it like we saw like a huge jump in uh, in people uh, backing the campaign, which is like a super ballsy thing to say. Yeah. And at the time, uh, a lot of people didn't believe it. Um, hmm. And he was uh, Eric was sort of known for sort of going at Apple in interviews. Like I remember seeing him on, on Bloomberg TV and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where he would just straight up say, like, our device is uh offers very different functionality 
um, mm-hmm. I guess in a also nice way. Also Canadian, I should point out. Yeah. So, like, you know, mentioning Canadian, it this story of Pebble almost kind of mirrors the story of Blackberry in a way. So, um, just, to kind of, <laughs> okay. just to kind of rewind, just to rewind it a couple of years, okay? So, Pebble pretty much started the industry of smart wearables, right? We can all kind of agree on that. But they were in um, Waterloo is where they started mm-hmm. um, years ago with the Impulse, and they were called Alerta. They weren't called Pebble. And, and was that company still part of BlackBerry? No. So, they were actually never – so, they were never part of it, but uh, I actually interviewed – Eric way back when when they were working out of their house this uh, is like in 2010 right or before that yeah I, I I could check I'm not exactly I think sure it, I think frame, I, I think when you shared that video the date was like 2010 yeah so it was out of their uh old dorm house right because they went to most of them went to a university of Waterloo they tried to work with Blackberry they're making a smartwatch specifically for Blackberry devices mm-hmm. and um and it was pretty, you know, color display lasted a couple of days, very similar to what it is now, uh, a little bit bulky. But uh, yeah, they tried to work with BlackBerry and BlackBerry just wouldn't work with them, wouldn't have anything to do with them. Um, and then surprise, they... Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And, Blackberry. you know, maybe it could have been something different then. So, but uh, they they pushed through and it was a pretty big hit being the first one. Uh, and then when they didn't get traction and no one in Waterloo supported them at the time because it was, you know, innovative idea and everything, um, they moved down to the valley. And that's kind of when they went to Pebble and they changed their name and did all that stuff. The other mm-hmm. thing that I, I found really interesting too is uh, Eric came into our office in 2015 um, yeah. and he sat down with uh, Daniel and I, uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, our forder, former editor-in-chief, mm-hmm. and he said like all kinds of very interesting things about the, um, I think at the time, was it the Time 2? Was that right after no, the Time 2 announcement? No, and the steel? I feel like it was... It was the round. He was talking the about ra- the round. Yeah, Yeah, because he brought us the round mm. yeah. uh, and i subsequently did the review of the round uh, for mobile syrup mm-hmm. but the most interesting quote that he had was um uh daniel like straight up asked him like does pebble make a profit how are you guys doing financially because they're they're not a publicly traded company right yep. so no one knew about their financials and eric said uh pebble has money we make products that get better over time that do a couple things really well mm-hmm. so yeah where did the money go <laughs> I mean, do you believe that? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. So the rumors I had heard was that there was a lot of discontent with Eric as a leader, right? Like he had the kind of product vision, but he wasn't a great kind of management person, okay. right? And it's kind of a situation where I think, you know, when Google founded, they specifically uh, hired, um, what's his name? Uh, his name escapes me right now. Tony? But Google, uh, Larry, uh, uh, Larry and Sergey, they hired uh, what? Uh, he he's the chairman of Eric Schmidt. Schmidt. Okay. They hired Schmidt, and thank you, Patrick. <laughs> and the reason That's was they're like, um, they're like, we need to bring in a parent, a parent in, right? Because like they had all the crazy great ideas, but Schmidt had the yeah. kind of the business the, acumen, the, business the uh, kind of uh, the government knowledge to really help Google grow, right? And I. I'm not sure what happened in I it I think it's really sucks cuz we may never know what really happened at Pebble um and it's it's crazy to think cuz I was looking at their Crunchbase profile and they had something like 12 million in funding from what was disclosed, right? But then you also have all the money that was raised in Kickstarter, which I think is on one sense like there's a sense that products are underpriced on kickstarter right like right. it's especially true on games right where like, very very much so it like it, just to bring a parallel like in the you know when people go and pitch a game on a video game on kickstarter they totally undersell the budget like it's it's like a proof of concept yeah uh, to a certain extent well not for just gaming. well for yeah it's not just that but they like the they totally uh they don't they're not forthright with how expensive it is to make That's a game, true. right? Yeah. And so they're like, we can make this amazing game for five hundred thousand, not like two million. Right. And, and then just the, on the assumption that there's gonna be um that it's gonna go over. And then they launch like a few more Kickstarters later for more money. Yeah, and, <laughs> or it just turns out to be complete garbage. But I guess that's a bit different with Pebble because you have a product, you know like you're like, hey, cost two hundred dollars like that comes with the assumption that like that's what it takes that factors in all the like price right that that's the thing that i think is a little bit different about this is that um the core the time two and the pebble two 
were announced. It's not like Pebble went silent after the release of the first ones, right? Like they, right. they showed products, they showed yeah. things that were coming. Um, and they even released the Pebble 2. Like you can mm-hmm. go to the store and buy the Pebble 2 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy one if it's on sale at some point yeah, just because I want for one. Sure. Um, and it, to me, it's just crazy that you, you announce those products. You even like were down the line releasing them. And then I, I, it's almost like something must have happened uh, or I, I don't know, like how, how did you not have the foresight to know that the funds were running out? Or I, did they hope that someone was going to come in and save them? Like they're going to get well, some kind of angel investment money? So I th- yeah, you know, that's a great question. Part of it is, you know, in Silicon Valley, it's like if you don't have the, the as I like to show, the 10x return, it's, it's not worth your time, right? Like we know Citizen offered to buy Pebble for 740 million, I think it was. Yeah, it's around that much. Which well, is amazing. But... It's the whole like Snapchat thing where, you know, Facebook offered to buy Snapchat and they said no. Right. That was an oddity, though. That wasn't considered like that's but, not something that happens all the time. But it's the same thing happened to Facebook, right? Like someone I'm sh- the, Facebook probably had tons of offers. Oh, yeah. And Zuckerberg For said sure. no. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you if you don't if you're not a billionaire coming yeah, out of yeah. this company. A millionaire is not enough, right? Yeah. Like it's it's considered a failure in some sense. Like seven hundred and forty million, the return on like, I mean, the return on if you just invested twelve million as an angel to get some part of seven hundred and forty million, like I'm <laughs> shocked that they didn't like push them to say yes, right? Because yeah. you like the whole industry is just run on these returns. Um, but I guess the interesting question I want to ask you guys now, like, what is how does this change Fitbit, like? Do we now see them like does the blaze get scrapped and do we now see like some kind of like offshoot of the pebble? I think that uh, the pebble brand is dead like Fitbit. Yeah. Fitbit um, but the technology is not. The technology is not. Um, but I, I don't I don't see Fitbit releasing a device that uses like an e-ink display in the way that Pebble did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just essentially buying their engineers. I don't see any of their like operating and getting systems. rid of a competitor and getting rid of a competitor. I don't see them using the brand. I don't see them using the devices. We're never going to see the time to, we're never going to see the core. I don't even think that we're going to see uh, like the operating system on Pebble and uh, on, on Fitbit yeah. in, in any way. Uh, they're just buying them for uh, spare parts. Well, they've, and they've purchased companies before and done nothing with them, right? Yeah. Like coin. coin two years ago, I think it was that they, yeah. they bought them and, Actually, more recent than that. Even. Was it? Was yeah. it last year? I, I, yeah. I think I don't think it was this year, but I could be wrong. But then they did nothing with it. Yeah, exactly. They just sort of like to to purchase up engineers. It seems engineering mm-hmm. talent. They like to buy things and not use them, like me. <laughs> like when I buy video games and then don't use them. <laughs> well, it's like a common thing that uh, it's common yeah. in Silicon Valley because the talent is so scarce and expensive. So when you can get like forty million for all the intellectual. Po- less than 40 million for all the intellectual property yeah. and engineers is like and again like lauren good at the verge road like this is mostly about getting rid of a competitor yeah. right and i think it's totally what it is 40 million to assassinate one of your competitors in a market that is like shrinking shrinking is is a good deal mm-hmm. yeah, right sure. like um that's probably the best 40 million that uh, Fitbit spent this year, right? <laughs> and they're, they're going to have a great position now as the fitness and health tracker right, focused well, company Jawbone in the market. Jawbone is going down, right? So and, and, only... Jawbone, yeah, Jawbone is up in flames. And Fitbit, or excuse me, Pebble had kind of realized that the fitness and health thing was a niche yeah. market that it could, you know... The, right. the heart rate sensor was even in the Pebble 2. It was going to be mm-hmm. in the time. And the core was... Like, there's no way to, to deny that that was not a fitness device. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a fitness-focused device. That was for fitness. That's yeah. what the core was about. But, I mean, I hope because I think what was in the little time that I've used Pebble devices, what I think was really beyond the actual hardware, the e-ink display, it was more so the software that was the really kind of, especially with the timeline, right? Like, that was, I think, the real... Yeah. Like, um, differentiating feature for me i used to use uh an original pebble for a very yeah. long time um i had a i used a friend's time for a bit and i reviewed the round for mobile serp and i used it for a really long time for me mm-hmm. the big thing with pebble um, was just the simple fact that its operating system was so focused on notifications mm-hmm. and that's how i personally used a smartwatch mm-hmm. uh, so the fact that the e-ink display allowed it to last like a week i know the mm-hmm. time uh Round. The time round only had like two days. That was a bit of a different situation. But the battery life was about a week, and it was very focused on notifications rather than apps. Mm-hmm. There were really cool apps out there mm-hmm. um, that worked quite well. 
but nothing at the level of what Android Wear and what um, Watch OS is capable of with mm-hmm. the Apple Watch. It was a, th- a notification-focused device um, that kind of pivoted into fitness features with the new ones. And notifications mm-hmm. is what all I use my smartwatches for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a lot of people criticize it for not having, um, I, I, I mean, I guess the app selection uh, that they expected. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with uh, the industry as a whole, um, like we were saying kind of last week, it looks like health and fitness is really going to be the only thing that survives in terms of like the mm-hmm. wearable that's on your wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, like the actual aspect of sort of having a computer on your wrist that that hasn't really played out so far. Mm-hmm. Um, notifications, like you said, like I like those too, but they're really something that you can take or leave. And it's, it's also, so it's, depends on like what you do too right like i like notifications for what i do for a living like i can put my phone away when i get home and i have it set up to only send me priority emails so if there's something important comes through i know that it it happens um and then like i like to sort of triage the amount of stuff that i'm getting through my watch um but yeah for like one of my friends who doesn't work in media or whatever right like they're gonna be like why would i want to do that so it's, it's a very specific use case for me anyways yeah exactly so I don't know what you guys think, but what what would you think your their number one downfall was? Like what put them in this place? Like my my, I think my it's would softening be, of the market, right? Yeah. Like it's I think that's the main thing is like what it like I so my favorite fitness tracker is the Charge Two, and but I've even stopped using it because i I mean there was this interesting article i read in the new york times where i think most people the majority of people stop using their fitness trackers after six months and even though they stop using them they've more or less maxed out the health benefits of it like they're still more active even after they've stopped using the health tracker right like Hmm. a big problem with these fitness trackers is that like you have the stats but so what like they don't really part of it is like you know fda regulation part of it is just the difficulty of like what do you do with these stats right like so you walk ten thousand steps in a day then what you know like um and also like in and of itself a fitness tracker does not replace the motivation it can supplement and help but it does not replace the motivation you actually need to get healthy and um you can find that motivation without spending a hundred (laughs) dollars yeah you know so um on a fitness tracker right so um i think as i said last week like it's a market that is still searching for its killer purpose oh absolutely i think a lot of the impetus to buy like fitness trackers and watches smart watches right now is just for like the status symbol uh it's then that's why a lot of them were going towards these really sort of and fitbit especially these really sort of like aesthetically minded Mm -hmm. um watches or what's the fitbit that i hate you know the, the one? blaze the blaze uh, that oh. is the least aesthetically the minded fitbit product or the anywhere we'll ever see too it, it came with this go- like gold uh plated pendant, pendant that yeah. was 200 like over 200 dollars by itself yeah. um i so i remember there was an interesting uh back when daniel was here we had a meeting and it was uh daniel patrick and i and i was like you know he daniel asked me if i wanted to do something about wearables and i just kind of shrugged right and i was like they're not interesting right like it it feels so much like 3d was on tvs where it's just this thing that manufacturers want to push because they need to develop a new vertical so that they can diversify their uh revenue streams right like it's not so much about it's not about smartphones where there's so much like yeah it was apple diversifying but it was also you know steve jobs had seen like this is the future of computing, right? Like this is going to change lives. For for me, I wouldn't go yeah. so far as to say that they're not interesting, but I mm-hmm. do think that a lot of people expected them to change their lives and, and the concept of a smartwatch to be like a total were they, game changer. Did they expect them or were they told it was going to change their lives? Because I think so, they were So told. they were told and yeah. then they, they bought into grew the to hype. expect it, but yeah. I, I don't think that that's what wearables or uh, smartwatches in general um, were ever going to to be mm-hmm. um, i think probably people even in the industry really believed that it could be the future 
Because at a, a certain point, uh, people were wondering, well, what is the wearable that's going to be the killer thing? Well, they're just the smart. glasses. Is it yeah. the watch? There's smart watches that replace your phone, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the idea behind them right. is to replace your phone where you have like a SIM card in it and a data connection. And I've, I've always thought that that was like incredibly stupid. So <laughs> it was, it's interesting because like the first time, um, the first time I met Tom Emmerich, uh, who I called, uh, shouted out last week, you know, he... Uh, at this this was at the time when Google Glass was new. So he went to every single event with Google Glass, yeah. right? And he was like the kind of person that people when they met him, they're like, Oh, they let they he let them try out his Google Glass and stuff. And at this point we had um we had a desk uh or a round table interview with Jack Dorsey, then just the CEO of Square, but subsequently now back to being the CEO of Twitter. Twitter. Um, and you can say so many different things about Jack Dorsey and his, uh, you know, skill as a CEO. But what was really interesting just in that moment of time was that Jack was like, we believe the smartphone is the ultimate way of interaction and that it is not going to be superseded by wearables. Or he was he said something to that effect. It's been several years now, but you could clearly see like he was asked something about wearables and he was like, don't know, guys, don't think it's really going to catch on. Right. Yeah. Like. And that's a smart guy saying that. Well, you it's know? the guy who is all about Twitter, which is not exactly yeah. the way yeah. of the but future. But this, this was when he was not involved with Twitter. That's true. Anymore, right? He's squaring yeah. it up. Yeah, so it's like, you know. Well, Square itself, too. Like, I mean, now with mobile payments. I don't know yeah. if he really and, is on the riding the wave yeah. of and the future. And with the iPhone no longer having a headphone jack and, and Square yeah. looking yeah. into the headphone jack. Yeah. Uh, have they ever talked about that? I don't know. I haven't. I mean, I, mean, I should look into that. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, any last words on Pebble? No, I, I'm yeah. just sad about it. Um, I feel bad for Pebble's employees mm-hmm. that worked to create something very cool yeah. and sort of had this rebellious attitude, sort of laughing in the face of Apple when they released yeah. the Apple Watch. So the I, the worst thing, if you, I mean, Eric, he got off. He's going to be now a, a advisor at Y Combinator, which is not an ideal exit. But his employees got far off worse. Their stock was worthless after the. Yeah. Uh, so you work that all sucks. those years for an exit, right? Uh, and yeah, that's hard. You just yeah, you're just moving. Some of you, some of them don't have jobs and are on severance, and the other ones have a job with Fitbit, and maybe they don't want to work at Fitbit, right? Like I wouldn't want to work at Fitbit. But I think like so, I don't think that um, the market was as much of a cause for their decline as their okay, yeah. the of them themselves, like. So from the beginning, just to kind of bring it back a little bit, because I wanted to touch on this, um, Kickstarter is not a distribution platform, but they mm-hmm. built their whole business around using Kickstarter as a distribution platform. Mm-hmm. And on Kickstarter, people they shouldn't expect a product out of it because it's a funding platform, but they did, and they're selling these things like the the Pebble Time um, was on for one hundred and fifty nine dollars, and they yeah. said. They gave either ten thousand, hundred thousand, or I think, actually I think it was ten thousand units of that at that price. Sorry, I've got it open. Ten thousand units. Mm-hmm. So at one hundred fifty nine dollars, there's no way that they're making like that product for much less than that. Like being a company the size they are, being the, the yeah. volume that they're doing, and then you know they do they did twenty two thousand units at or sorry about twenty three thousand one hundred seventy nine. Still, they're probably not making much. But I think so. That in itself, every time they released a new product, it was like, hey, guys, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't do much. Like, they sold them at Best Buy, but, you know, how many units did Best Buy push out, right? Mm-hmm. So I think while eventually the shift in the market away from what a wearable is or who wants a wearable would kind of attribute to their demise, I think using Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, as a platform for distribution was their demise and they could have made better strategic partnerships right for sure yeah i would agree with that that's just my two cents good yeah i mean it'd be fascinating to get eric on the podcast maybe we should uh at some point try well he'll probably have some free time yeah a little Uh bit of free time a little bit of free time we're gonna take a quick break uh and then we're gonna jump into our next topic Rudolph. The red nose reindeer <laughs> had a very hold on, hold on. red nose reindeer. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. one take, one take. Me, me, oh, me, how about I count me. you guys in? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Three, two, one. Rudolph the red nose reindeer, reindeer has a very shiny nose. Like a light bulb. And if you ever saw him, saw him. you would even say it glows like another light. <laughs> oh my gosh! What day is it today? Is it December 9th? 
Alright, guys, have you done oh your Christmas gosh. shopping? No. I, have, I haven't started. You Not know what you thing. can do? What? Can you help? Can you do you have a solution? I, I for have us a to solution. Like... You go to mobilesyrup.com. Okay, doing that. And and there's a banner at the top of the okay. site. Okay. And you, you click on it. Clicked. I hope you're doing what? this right now. What? There's wow. guides here. Yeah, so many great Christmas guides, all for very specific people in your life. Yeah, there's like pet lover. There's a health one here. They're oh, beautiful. This one's for the gamer. Xbox Elite Remote Control. Exactly. Wow. That's what I want. Can for somebody send? Yeah, send somebody send that to me, please. You know. My gosh, and there's one for pets. Uh, what? Look at this litter box. It looks like a robot. And if you're worried that's a little too Christmas focused, well, the fashionable techie guide is Hanukkah focused. Bam. So there you Whoa. go. Mobile readers, you got to check it out. Go to mobilesyrup.com and uh, take a look at our gift guides. We've got everything for anybody in every category and every price range as well. So check it out. Amazing. So welcome. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome back, guys. Um, so... If you've been watching or have been reading the news, it's been pretty quiet this couple of weeks. But one thing has been a constant in the past month. Rose, what's That's been constant? true? Yeah. Leaks of the S8, the Samsung Galaxy S8, mm. the comeback kid. Yeah, the comeback kid. <laughs> Will it be? That's the question we're going to ask. That's the big question. Um, so earlier this week, uh, Bloomberg, it was not Mark Gurman, but two of his colleagues reported on... Uh, the essay uh, talking to sources familiar with the matter but who did not want their names disclosed Um, yeah and it was interesting because in some sense it was like kind of um, I don't know where the word right now but it was really interesting because it was like you could have a checklist right of all the stuff that had been rumored before and then it was just (laughs) like it the article itself kind of read like a checklist where they're like yes it's gonna come yeah. out on this date yes yeah. it will have this no it won't have this right right, right. Uh, so it was kind of like those two reporters they came in and they're like so will it have this <laughs> so know? let's yeah. let's go down the checklist yeah. uh, is it looking like it will have so that wait. fully bezel-less look so what uh, how i want to do this okay um because this is still a rumor we mm. don't know if um this is going to come to fruition. But what I'd like to do is kind of like a yes, yes, no. Okay. You say yes or no, uh, depending on how likely you think this is going to be. So I'm going to run down the list. And to do that, I'm going to steal Zach's massive computer. Um, sorry, Zach. Oh. Glorious 15, 15-inch computer. Space gray. So, <laughs> Touch bar. Touch bar. <laughs> Gosh, you shields. Um, okay, so we'll go Just from Pat to Zach. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Okay, where are we? Okay. All screen bezel list design. Yes. Rose? Yes. No. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that's that. appropriate. Virtual home button built into the screen a la iPhone 7 and possibly for something equivalent to force touch, which makes no sense on Android. Uh, so yes to the, uh, the built-in home screen, but no to the force touch. Okay. Rose? Uh, I'm going to go with no. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, dual camera setup. I'm going to say no. Okay. Rose? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Pat and say no. Okay. Why no? Because uh, I think that Samsung doesn't care about the idea of a dual camera setup. They already have a good system with um, mm-hmm. the S7 and the mm-hmm. Note 7. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I don't know, I just don't feel like that's something that Samsung would put in one of their devices. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I? Yeah, yeah of course, jump. 
I think is Samsung's just going to th- try and throw everything at the wall for the S8. That's yeah. true too. Which yeah. they should not. Which they should not. And and which has been an issue and kind of arguably may have been one of the issues with the Note Seven. Right. So. They got to bring back the eye tracking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you read <laughs> if you read these rumors, what's interesting about this phone is that it seems like it is like the kitchen sink and like everything. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's just. We'll take a step back. Okay, so all screen bezel-less design. What did you guys say? Yes? I said yes, yeah. You said yes? Mm-hmm. And you said no? That's correct, yeah. Why did no. you say no? Um, well, from a feature standpoint, what does it do? It does know? nothing, but that's never stopped Samsung. So, <laughs> so no. <laughs> but they, the, best point. the curved edges? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've got their curved edges, mm-hmm. which give it a near bezel-less. Like, if you're saying the top and the bottom will have no bezel, and, mm-hmm. you know, that could attribute to not having a home button, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. I just maybe they'll do it, maybe they will, but I just am praying that they don't because I don't think it's beneficial to the customer. You put a case on there, well, then that screws up real estate. See, you, I agree that's the with same that. thing with the edge, though, yeah. right now already is it's really hard to put a case on the edge. Yeah, so and it's, it's hard to find one, right? And like, that's something that they need to consider for the average consumer when they're going into a cell phone store. They're yeah. also getting an OtterBox. You can't get an OtterBox for these crazy I, I uh, display based devices. I still think they're going to do it, though, just because it's like a. They need some kind of wow factor. And mm-hmm. I think that that, for the average person, like, I'd, for example, say they're reading, like, the National Post or whatever, and they see a story about Samsung's new phone, and they see a photo of it, and it has no bezel. Like, that's mm-hmm. going to look instantly impressive. It, and maybe yeah. make them forget about the Note 7. Well, you know what? It's very possible that they will have one special edition that has that it maybe has the bezel-less look mm-hmm. and That's another one that too. does not. We'll as get to that later. <laughs> I would suspect that both will yeah. have curved edges at this point. So, yeah. so one thing I'm, I'm thinking, like, with using that they need this wow factor to come over the note, um, bad press, like, I, I wholeheartedly agree, but I just don't think where they are in the product cycle that, that they can make those changes. Mm. You know, and, and if they do, are we going to have another Pixel? Right where it was rushed, and we have issues like Rose, you're having your issues with the Pixel. Mm. Um, and just the manufacturing and the development time that takes to put and to say, "Hey, let's cram every freaking thing in here," just because we need to make good press. I just don't think they can do that. Depends mm. on if they delay it too. Like, so it's. Well, what's I the think rumor these date? rumors were Mobile World Congress, which is February. Yeah, I yeah, believe. we'll get to that. Uh, um, so, so if it's then, I don't see the. Yeah. Okay, so point B was uh, the virtual home button, and you, Pat, said, and then Force Touch. What did you say? Yes I, and I yes? Don't see, I don't see the point in Force Touch in Android. I don't see the point of Force Touch in iOS, personally, either. Yeah. Um, and the virtual home button, I, I mean, I guess it could happen, but it, to me, it doesn't seem like a, a Samsung sort of thing. They love that physical but it, button, even though like it's so dumb in Android. Because even the Note 7 had a physical button, right? And, if they're going probably bezel, didn't need to. If they're going yeah. bezel-less, would they not need to? Yeah, do? yeah. that's true too. Yeah, I guess that well, they I would mean, have you, to. You could have a button without but a bezel. Then it's not bezel-less. Yeah. You don't have to have a, be- a bezel behind the button. I guess when I when I think of bezel bezel-less, um, my vision of it is that there's no bezel on the top half of the phone, but there's still like that little strip on the bottom, which I guess isn't totally right. Bezel-less. Like, but that's but what you the, also the need... Mi Mix, the Xiaomi Mi Mix, yeah. uh, which is the bezel-less phone, the concept phone that was debuted recently. That's what it was. It only it had a very thin bezel at the bottom. That's what that's yeah. what I envisioned yeah. for it is exactly that. And I think yeah. there were rumors basically that. But you also that's need, very yeah. similar to Samsung. You also design. need a bezel at the slight bezel at the top for the camera and the speaker. Right, I True can't too. remember yeah. how the Mi Mix did that. Just yeah. put all this stuff inside the screen. Okay, fine, sure. Just be like the <laughs> Moto 360 and just put a flat tire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little flat tire. <laughs> Rest in peace, Moto 360. <laughs> headphone jack. Oh, there's not going to be a headphone jack. Rose? Gosh, that's a difficult one. Did you you ask the yes, yes, no on this one? That's what I'm asking, yes, yes. Oh, yes, uh, no. So okay. will it have a headphone jack? It will not. So no. Um, I'm going to say yes, it will. Zach? Um. Yeah, I think it will. Um, but it could it could go either way because they re- they haven't really gone out and said like, oh no, they're just not gonna like we hate Apple because of this or we hate whoever. But so, the, so what's the reasoning? The what's interesting, the interesting thing is they made a joke um at the Note Seven reveal about like, and it has a three point five millimeter headphone mm-hmm, jack yeah. still, and like everyone right. crazy, all the journalists <laughs> were cl- clapping and cheering as as they do at these events. They were tipping um, their fedoras <laughs> furiously. <laughs> um. I think that Apple's ripped off that band-aid. 
Um, and whether or not people like it, this is the future of how phones are going to be manufactured. Eh. And I think that Samsung is going to do the same thing that Apple did and try to justify it with, uh, with minor upgrades. Mm-hmm. Whether or not those upgrades are worthwhile, we'll see. Uh, the rumor was like stereo speakers, which for me is whatever. Um, but I do think that if they do what Apple didn't do and they make the phone really thin, to give it that sort of like, wow, dude, that's really sick looking sort of, um, I guess, aesthetic, mm-hmm. then uh, a lot of people are going to be fine with it. That, that's I, what love, they do, I love that aesthetic. The, that's, wow, dude, that's really that's, sick looking. That's what Samsung does all the time, right? Like yeah. I was joking before about the, the eye tracking thing. Yeah. I remember being in, in university. I think that was the Note 4 or the... Uh, it's been like the S- S- S4, S5. The I S4, I, it wasn't the 5. It was either the 3 or the 4. And I remember a friend like four, looking four. at it, and that's what he said. He was like, wow, dude, that's sick. And then he went out and bought one like that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So for a certain demographic that they're going after, that those kind of like features that um, may seem a little weird and useless to us appeal to uh, a very specific demographic. Absolutely. And I think also, though, Samsung is is not very anti-consumer, uh, if you might call it that. I know Beef, or uh, Zach, sorry, I call him <laughs> Beef sometimes. He wouldn't, he wouldn't agree with me that Apple is anti-consumer, but sometimes I think that they are. Um, but Samsung generally gives consumers two options when they introduce something new that might be shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they often do that or they, they introduce it with a non-flagship phone. And this is their flagship. This is something that they can't really afford to alienate anybody with this phone right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to cut out the headphone jack. That's a good point. Um, okay. So this one is you can't really say yes or no. So you're going to have to say either one or the other. Um, potentially this phone could either ship with a uh, Snapdragon 835 or whatever the Exynos equivalent. What do you think we'll get in Canada? And for context, you know, past two years or past year, I guess it's been somewhat of a scattershot of what you get in Canada. I have, I have no idea. Um, cause we got the note seven and it had Exynos, right? It had, it had Snapdragon. Snapdragon. It had Snapdragon, yeah. but the, the S seven has Exynos. Yeah. So yeah. It backwards. Um, I'll just say that it'll be the same this okay. year. Rose. Ooh, I feel like you have like a big point about this. Um, well, I, I just feel very passionately that it should be the Snapdragon 835. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about the chipset. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I, I don't know that much about the new Exynos chip. Um, they're made on I'm the thinking, same process, right? Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> so they are, right? It, it probably won't make a huge difference. Well, I mean, but people get upset either way, for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think that it will be the Qualcomm chip mm-hmm. that we get okay. that's my guess cool. zach i'm gonna go qualcomm as well okay qualcomm. the less said about this probably the better um just one second before we go into the other one no. just because you bypassed me in the force touch and the home button okay and sure. i was crying inside <laughs> okay and he, he forgets about you all the time i know like last week it was uh not introducing me and being oh crap forgot no i totally <laughs> introduced you okay. Again, okay. Continue, <laughs> you guys should hug it out after <laughs> so um one thing i wanted to point out that you guys were saying that you don't think it's going to get force touch, right? I think that's what you said. Because uh, force touch right. is stupid. So because they have long press. <laughs> yeah, you have long press. It's the right. same thing. Long press. <laughs> so whether force touch is stupid or not, peak you know, and pop. Peak and pop. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, um, that they will because uh, was it Google did like a what was it called? They did a they announced it like last year. That they they were working on that. That was a feature coming to. And it's long rumored that Google has been working on a force touch feature for Android. Very exciting. Mm, Sarcasm. Yeah, can't maybe. wait. But that's Boring. just why I just wanted to throw that in. That that's why I think that that's why I said yes. I think All right. They will. Yeah, okay. I agree. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Okay. A personal assistant. Yes. 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 No. V. What? No. What is it called? Yeah, they, they bought. They bought some company. Yeah. They've already yeah. said yes to this. They've I think, said yes. I think yeah. it's a yes all around from everybody. Okay. Um, Exciting, yes, though. It sounds like a really interesting AI, well, and the learning algorithm is supposed to be very advanced. AI is overrated. They made Siri, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, they, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. So that that's a plus in Zach's book. Yeah. This uh, is a hey, next hey, generation. Hey, the Siri. Samsung Assistant was horrendous. Oh yeah. Okay. S-Voice, like yeah. S Voice was the worst S Voice Assistant known to man. It was funny. There was a commenter. They were like, "How could you forget about S Voice?" They loved it. <laughs> they use it like, every day. 
I'm like, because Samsung has forgotten about S Voice. They haven't updated it in like two years. I just hope that with this assistant, uh, they give it a unique voice. Maybe an old man. I would love to have an old man. (laughs) No, it's going to be a woman. Sorry. Damn. Uh, (laughs) Only edge models. Is this even a good thing? I, I like the edge from an aesthetic perspective, but not practical. But it, it's not practical. I mean, um, I think there's still going to be an edge. There's a lot of people that like it. All edges. There's, or, sorry, oh, you're there's saying only edge. Only edge. So you're going to have two no, models. No. The rumor is two models, same size, 5.1 and 5.5. It's not going to be only edge. No. Okay. I say yes. A similar yes. edge what that was on the note. I think it is going to be all edges, and I'm very anti-edge. Yeah. I am not an edge lord, as they might say. <laughs> and I, the reason, so partly because it's just like it's not consumer friendly in terms of cases and in terms of durability, mm-hmm. but also because it's very difficult to use with small hands or in general where you constantly start to feel mm-hmm. like you're brushing up against things. And with a potentially bezel-less design, this could only become more frustrating. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But the reason the reason I say yes is because, uh, well, the edge on the Note 7 was very reduced from, yeah, from so the S and 6 and stuff like the, that. The edge on the Note the 7 S7. is great. Yeah. And I found it much more useful than the one on the S7, but I still, like, rarely use the feature during my, like, five weeks with the Note 7 yeah, before yeah. it was pulled Pulled from my hands by Samsung, <laughs> yeah. painfully. Well, at least it didn't explode in your hands. That's true. Is that going to be a feature that we're missing? We'll see. Yeah, the phone explodes. Watch. Hopefully, Guys, hopefully. We had to can, we, can we do a yes, yes, no on whether <laughs> yeah. it's going to explode? It's not. You guys it's, totally it's, hey, stole my thunder. S7. That was the last feature <laughs> point. Oh, uh, so did you not read the podcast notes? <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, on a, let's, on let's a scale pretend. of 1 to 11, with 1 being the lowest number and 11 being the highest, how explosive will this phone be? Will, and you can interpret explosive in any way you want. It will be a zero on the explosive scale because Samsung will not. They will do everything in their power and all kinds of crazy testing for this not to happen again. This phone will not have a battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to plug it in. constantly the- plugged in. <laughs> It'll run on hipster power. Yeah. <laughs> so explosive level, I mean, I don't know, 6.5? I mean, they Samsung always pushes the limits. Uh, it'll be it'll You might be say they're on the edge of innovation. Yes, Whoa. they're on the thin edge yeah. of innovation. Should be their slogan. Samsung. Yeah. I give it an 8 out of 11 just because it's the S8. Oh, that's a good give answer. It a 32. Whoa, oh. that's going to explode. Yeah. Woo. Before okay. you get it in your house. It's going to be late, guys. Um, <laughs> before they interrupted me, I was going to ask them about autofocus selfie camera. Yes yeah. or no? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think so. And I think it's actually really interesting mm-hmm. because it could be a new differentiator oh. for high-end smartphones. Yep. Like, because they're trying to compete on very small things uh, now, and most cell phones are very similar in specs and design. Mm-hmm. So, having a really good quality front-facing camera could be a powerful uh, tool for sales. And considering how much front-facing video we do these days, yeah, people will want it. Samsung's all about the cameras, too, yeah. right? So it makes sense. But their selfie cameras have been notoriously horrible. Not, not in the so. S7 though. Yeah, I don't know. In comparison to in comparison to what Zach? And also, where are you like drawing? I've never heard someone compare about this. uh, Complain about the camera. It's great. It's a great camera. Like no, the the rear camera, awesome. On the S7, Mm -hmm. the best camera on any smartphone, I would say. And I love my iPhone, and I'm saying this. But we should record this and just yeah. play it on repeat <laughs> in the office. Yeah. But the selfie camera, it's always just muddled and it just doesn't have the focus. It doesn't have the clarity. But that no, no, no smartphone selfie cam oh. has focus, right? Like yeah. it's a fixed focus. So you right. have to kind of this one he's pulling out of his pocket. You it know, doesn't this, have a focus. No, but it looks. It's a lot more clear. Is it selfie sure. live? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that, that if we had an if we had a, a you know an S7 or a Note 7 Rust and Beast in your hands, I, I could show you, and then I'm pretty sure you'd agree. But All right, yeah, whatever. But maybe you could tell us more about like what autofocus means. So okay, so well, basically, on a fixed focus camera, the focus is fixed at a certain point, and you just have to like move the camera around. Yep. Uh, otherwise, your face looks pretty soft, right? Like uh, soft as in like. The focus is not perfect like the, you know, um, which is sometimes 
not a bad thing on your face. Most people prefer their face to kind of be a bit softer just you, so that it looks like... You don't want to see other, those, those horrible details. The pores and the wrinkles and so on. 4K. Um, but yeah, um, it's a great thing, I think. Like, and, it, and the interesting thing is it also might... There might be some more kind of like interesting software applications for this where like Snapchat's... Um, um, like the the face swapping and the filters and stuff would be more uh, would work better, just because the camera is like the face algorithm like it's perfectly focused on your face. The software recognizes that's a face, and then the filters get applied more consistently. I'm Good looking point. forward to becoming a puppy. Yes, <laughs> you'll be the cutest puppy ever. Thank you. Um, and last but not least, will it have a 4K display and have some? What's the VR focus going to be? It will not have a 4K display because 4K on a cell phone doesn't make sense right now. Uh, there's no 4K content. Um, yep. And having like a 4K menu just seems stupid to me. 4K is important for VR, but it's not there yet. I think the phone would have difficulties pushing uh, a 4K display um, in VR because you're like rendering two things at once. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. But with that Snapdragon E35, VR, VR ready. Yeah, I guess I'm going to say no too. I I wouldn't predict that. Uh, what was her last screen? 2K. It's, it's QHD. 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 I'm going to say it's going to be the same. Yeah. Um. So last but not least, uh, and this one just comes to mind: Is it going to be Daydream certified, or is it Samsung going to like fly the cuckoo's nest and be like, hey? <laughs> It's Project Dream certified. I'm going to go on a limb and say that Samsung's going to continue propping up their quickly, soon-to-be-dead VR platform. Mm -hmm. But the phone will also be Daydream certified, so it's going to be both. Yeah. That would be smart. That would Mm -hmm. be the smart thing to do. I hope it does that. I think people are afraid of putting those phones on their faces now, though. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting a little hot in here. Yeah. They do get really hot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even even the S5 and the S7, with use it with the the Gear VR, it gets really, really hot. Yeah. Or maybe, like, the standout feature is going to be some sort of um, fire. Well, yeah, we said that, you know, in the winters in Canada, right? (laughs) It's going to have some, like, fire suppression feature that just, like, is self-extinguishes There's a fire extinguisher built in. (laughs) Yeah. Your phone starts smoking. No, no, no. That's just it's just cooling down. Sorry, <laughs> dry ice, <laughs> dry ice cooled. Um, I guess the last point is, um, do you normally the cadence for Samsung has been to release this phone shortly after, or they've gotten better about releasing it shortly after Mobile World Congress? Um, do you see some this uh, being? Are they going to wait to make sure it's? Safe? I think I think they're still going to reveal it at. So I guess that conflicts with my point before. I, I think they're still going to reveal it at Mobile World Congress because that's what they've always done. Um, but it would maybe be nice if they if they like waited because then you know for sure that the phone's not going to fall apart. It's not going to explode. Yeah. But I guess in a roundabout way to answer that, they will totally reveal it at Mobile World Congress. Right. Okay. Quality testing. Yes. I would say yes. Okay. Our producer Robin is gesturing at me to finish up the show. So... I, I hope yes you brought well. good out shout outs. I don't Wait. care what you think, Zach. <laughs> What's your shout out, Zach? No, I don't care. No. Um He's gonna protest and not <laughs> no. do it. Yeah. No, I totally do care about Sit here with arms crossed and just no. you know. Mm. Um yeah, you didn't think of one, did, did you? Uh, this, you put this me on the what... spot here, okay? God, gosh. Here, well, wait, let me do mine. Shout out to Rogers One Number. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well. Some rip. people really loved you. Uh, basically, it was a service where you could, uh, it was a VoIP service that they offered for free. Um, mm-hmm. And you could use it when you were traveling or you could use it to text through your PC. And now in at the end of January 31st, 2017, it's going to be gone. So guidelines would have not made that decision. <laughs> you would have kept it around. No, he would have. better. My yeah, my shadow. Oh, were you not done yet? No, oh, I, I was going? just I trying to, to think off, of sorry. what Guy Lawrence would say, and he would probably say, "Cut that piece of garbage out." <laughs> I don't know. Cut the yeah. extra baggage off. That's right. Yeah. My shout out uh, goes to the visual effects studio underneath mm. our office that shall remain nameless. That uh, frequently plays the same play plays the same track over and over again when they're editing video. And this week, the one that we were treated to is like some kind of weird atmospheric music with some sick guitar riff in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, right right in the middle. 
What did they say it sounded like? It goes. <laughs> that's that's like that's perfect, and we we yeah. listened to that all day for I don't know three days uh, at full blast because that's how you that's how you have to edit uh, visual effects. Yeah, mm-hmm. super loud, and then they turn it off and start yelling at each other. Yeah, entertaining. So Zach, um, I'm gonna shout out to this program that I like that I use called uh, Mars Edit, but it's by Red Sweater. So it's a really good if you use WordPress or many other blogging platforms. Like it's pretty sweet. You can just kind of do the editing offline, and you don't have to worry about internet connection dropping out and losing all your crap. So, hmm. it's what's good. your yeah. personal coupon code for that? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can enter coupon code for slash Zach. Zach <laughs> and Zach No, it's just pretty sweet. Um, everyone knows that you should never write in the you know your content. I live life dangerously. I do. So do I. Yeah. In all the years that I have been doing this. I have many times thought that I have lost something in WordPress, but I have never, but ever actually lost it. Just mm-hmm. wait that one time and you'll cry. It auto saves all the time now. It's true. I, I, you're it right, is though, better than what it used to be. You're right, sure. though, that I should be using something else, but I'm irresponsible and refuse to. Um, my shout out goes to Kirk Douglas. He turned 100 today. Wow. Um, mm. so, Happy you know, birthday. Happy birthday, Kirk Douglas. You were should an sing. awesome actor. Um, and on that note, since. He turned 100, and it's our 100th episode next week. I'll see what I did there, folks. Um, Please tune in next week because it is going to be one hell of a banger. It's going to be awesome. We have some special guest plans, some fun activities, but you'll have to wait until next week to see it. Fun activities like that. (laughs) Yes. But there there are going to be cool special guests. Maybe there'll be giveaways. I don't know. (laughs) We'll be making bunk beds out of two single beds. (laughs) (laughs) And there'll be so many room for activities. Whee! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Igor. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.